Hello and welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Lunch Line. <laughs> With me today, I've got Dustin Smith. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome to Uncaged, the official podcast of BA Tiger Sports. I'm Greg Spencer, and with me today, we've got a couple new guys to Broken Arrow. To my left, we've got Dan Hawk. Dan, how's it going today? It's been a good day so far. Awesome. Good to hear. <laughs> Second podcast that you're recording on the day. So, and In front of me, I've got Dr. Dustin Smith, who's got a lot of experience in podcasting, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know if experience is a word, but I've done <laughs> a lot of it, so... Uh, I'm just glad to be here and glad to be able to showcase our kids and our coaches. Awesome. Well, we are kind of going to have a new crew here on Uncaged this year. Last couple of years has been hosted by me. I'm going to kind of ceremonially, ceremoniously pass the torch here to my man, Dan, and get this episode started here in a minute. We've got a couple special guests today. We've got Tiger softball coach Randall King, and we've got volleyball coach Ian Bullen. I said that right, right? It's It's Ian, not Ian. I always have to remind myself. We're going to kick things off first to get to know you guys a little bit, right? So, Dr. Dustin Smith, the Executive Director of Athletics, how'd you get to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma? And uh, drove. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm originally from Pahuska, yeah. so this is relatively close for me, uh, but I spent the last 16 years in Arkansas in athletic administration, nine of which was at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, and then the last seven at Greenwood High School in Greenwood, Arkansas, which was a perennial power in Arkansas sports, uh, football was really well known, and a BA guy that came from here, Rick Jones, went down there and was the head coach. And um, all he did was go to eleven finals in sixteen years on the football side. So he had moderate success, yeah. I guess you could say there. But um, just kind of a weird conversation, how things transpired and got open the door, and and here we are in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Well, University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. Fun fact, I know, I know most people probably don't know this, but formerly West Art Community College, right? Yeah, that's one of the the things you learn when you're a son of a junior college basketball coach. So how's BA treating you so far? It's awesome. Phenomenal people here. Uh, Just great coaches and great staff that I get to work with every day, not just in athletics, but across our campus and across our district. People that are just really genuine, really real, and really really care um and, and that's not something you find everywhere but it's it's pretty special to be a awesome so dan over here to my left also new to broken arrow a new aerovision producer as long as uh, if you've been watching any of our uh live streams he's now the dan voice of too. ba tiger sports <laughs> you've seen dan does stuff a couple of his other segments how'd you end up in oklahoma well i've been all over the place i mean my broadcasting journey started in idaho where i went to boise state and then i went all the way to north carolina i've been to joplin missouri and then now call up in my neck of the woods up in your neck of the woods oklahoma war dogs war dogs and uh golden norsemen you name it uh i've covered everything and anything and kind of always embraced whatever has been thrown at me you know i've always taken the philosophy that everybody has a story whether it's someone cleaning you know the bleachers after the game to the actual coach that's coaching the game there. But I had the opportunity to transition my career after 15 plus years in the broadcast world on TV to 
try a different element. And uh, you brought me on here at Aerovision along with Broken Arrow Public Schools, and it's been just an awesome opportunity so far. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, and, and you may have mentioned this, and it might have went over my head, but you're a Boise State graduate as well, right? Yeah, I don't try to brag that too yeah. loudly because <laughs> OU fans will not want me to <laughs> – cheer too loudly on a Fiesta Bowl game that we won. But yeah. regardless, uh, you know, I, I drove to... in a blizzard to <laughs> that game there. Actually, the blizzard was just on the way back, but that was not a fun experience. Yeah, I try not to cheer too loudly about it. So I just, you know, casually throw it in there when they ask me where I went to school. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, some people are going to recognize you from being at Channel 6 the last few years. What do you love about the Tulsa area? For me, it's just the family type of nature. I mean, whether you're in Broken Arrow, whether you're in Tulsa where I live, I mean, we kind of all come together and we kind of cheer. Yes, on Saturdays we cheer for different teams, but we all want to see the success of not just Broken Arrow, but as a whole, all of us have success. It just seems like a lot of people come together to help people. I mean, when we had the severe weather windstorm, you know, in the summertime, neighbors were helping out other neighbors, and that's what I really have attracted and have enjoyed about living in Oklahoma. Awesome. Well, that's Dan Hawk and Dustin Smith. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to talk Tiger softball with Coach King. Tulsa Bone & Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone & Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedist for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, Kasha Hall, and Bishop Kelly. We're also proud to be team orthopedists for FC Tulsa. Tulsa Bone & Joint, moving life forward. <laughs> Your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. <laughs> TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Welcome back to Uncaged Podcast. I'm Dan Hawk. We're joined by Randall King, head softball coach, along with athletic director Dustin Smith, alongside Greg Spencer as well. Coach, uh, just tell me how this season's been going for you guys on the diamond so far. It's been going pretty good. We're uh, 22 and three right now. We lost a tough one last night at Moore, but uh, we've been playing pretty good. Hopefully, we can get a little better in certain situations. But been good so far. You've been here for a while. What 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 is the thing that you can take away from this team that's different than other teams that you have coached? Oh, I, I think they like love playing the game. Uh, hopefully that boils down to at the end of the year being a success for us. And uh, all of them like to play and they have fun doing it. So hopefully we can continue that. It's crazy to think, but the season's winding down and, you know, the real competition's going to be heating up with playoff berths and all that kind of stuff. Has your squad kind of embraced that right now to understand what's at stake? I think they know where we're at. We talked a little bit after the game last night where we're at. Uh, still got a chance to be first in the district. We're one game behind more right now. But if we could find a way to tie them up, then we could uh, get the tiebreaker point. So hopefully that can happen and we'll continue to play well and do our part. Now, I was on the call a couple nights ago and you guys had a, an offensive performance that was one for the ages, it seemed like. But tell me about Kenya Harper. You know, what, what does she bring to the table? She's uh, in the middle of the lineup. She's a power hitter for us, uh, has driven in a lot of runs. And uh, she just fits in that six hole for us and does a good job. 
Now, Dustin, I got to ask you, because you're a baseball guy. I've learned that on the broadcast this past football game. And, you know, softball right there, you know, how special is it to see the success right when you jump into your new job, seeing the success of the softball team? Well, Coach King and I have had this conversation a few times in Arkansas. They play fast pitch in the spring. And so coming into the fall and having fast pitch is a, is a little different for me. And Arkansas doesn't play slow pitch. But we've had conversations about the girls and just kind of the mindset of what that is. And, you know, softball games are won and lost, obviously, on the scoreboard. But you got to have people in the circle. Mm-hmm. And you got to have an arm in the circle that can get out there every night and, and do what they do in the circle. Because it's different than baseball. Baseball, you've got pitch pitch counts. But in softball, you really don't. And so Coach, Coach King's got um, – He's been tested with his depth in the circle right now because of a freak injury to to his starter, but um, had had an opportunity to obviously develop some growth and and I think that pays off in the long run for him. But for me, jumping into an experience, especially a very successful program like like BA is, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun experience, been a fun opportunity for me to just kind of pick coach's brain and kind of see how he thinks and what his thought process is in certain situations. Now, coach, I got to ask you. The goal is to, you know, win state and get these girls to the next level. I mean, how special is it year in and year out? You see talent continuing to grow and make it to that next level and hopefully, you know, winning a championship along the way as well. You know, I think that's a testament to our program. Uh, it's built success throughout the years. And and I think kids look forward to playing for the program. And hopefully we can continue to build that and continue to have the success in the future that we're having right now. How has your team changed from the beginning of the season to where we are now? We're getting stronger at the plate, uh, and our pitchers are doing a pretty good job. Uh, unfortunately, like he said, we've had an injury with our number one pitcher right now, and uh, she didn't get a play last night because of illness. But uh, everybody stepped up and done a good job, done their part, and uh, I think they've got a chance to be really good at the end of the year. Your team has been able to em- embrace, you know, playing on the road as well. How crucial is that going to be once we turn to the playoffs? It's it's big because the, the state tournaments in Oklahoma City, uh, depending on where we place in district, possibly mm-hmm. on that side of the state too. Hopefully we don't fall down to that third spot, but uh, that's a possibility. And we've been over there. We've played – most of the really good teams from over there, so we know what we're, what we're up against, and and uh, hopefully that's a successful thing for us because we played those people, and we know what they've got, and they pretty much know what we've got, but we play them year in and year out. Now I'm going to dive into a little bit more with Dustin Smith later in in our Uncaged podcast, but for softball, what would you like to see on the horizon? to develop the sport even more, you know, facility-wise or just, you know, promoting the, the game of softball at BA? Well, I don't think people appreciate the the level of competitive, competitiveness for our softball program um, and softball in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the summertime, people really get – they really get behind softball because of the Women's College World Series, and we get to host that here in Oklahoma. So I think people in Oklahoma have an appreciation for the sport. But I want to continue to develop that. Um, our team is, is really good and it's really worth watching and supporting kids. Number one, supporting kids. But number two, when you have a great product, it's easy to support that. And so I want to get uh, people more involved and, and more fans in, in the seats and more support for these kids to, you know, when we play a big game, when a Southmore's here or a Moore's here or somebody that's really a title contender, to give us a home field advantage. You know, we see it with 
the jungle squad when they go to football or when mm-hmm. they go to basketball. But I'd, I'd like to see that really more amped up in, in softball. And, and maybe coach doesn't, but that's from my viewpoint where I'd like to see just our student body more involved than, than what I've seen so far. Well, you brought up the, the women's college world series and hosting that in Oklahoma. And obviously you've seen the game of softball grow a ton in this state in the last 20 plus years with Patty Gasso and the success that OU has had talk that you've been here for a while now you, you you're on year what well how many this years is, is this actually my 36th year 36 in, so, years that's yes. as head coach or broken no, softball I've been or? head coach since 2004 2004 yes. so you've seen the game change grow talk a little bit about the evolution of softball both this program and the state of Oklahoma you know just the opportunities that kids have to play go go play in college is grown over the years they get more and more chances uh especially playing in the summer, you know, they get a lot of eyes on them. And uh, that's what we're trying to get with our varsity tournament. We had several college coaches there too. And just seeing those college coaches there and giving them the opportunity to play in front of them. Last night we had about five there. Uh, It's just big for the kids, giving them the opportunity to have a chance to go play at the next level. When you think about we talk about Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the success that Oklahoma State has had recently at the Women's College World Series. But you think about teams like UCO and and Southern Nazarene and Oklahoma Christian, the, these softball programs that are opportunities that Coach mentions that our, our student-athletes are going to have an opportunity to go play. And softball in Oklahoma is really good, not just at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But if you look at Division Two, it's really loaded um, with, with very good teams in our state. So the, the sport of softball is doing really well in Oklahoma. I just want to continue to grow that. Yeah, you mentioned it. Roger State won it just two years removed. They won the NCAA Division II National Championship. I got to finish it with you, Coach. When you look at softball, did you ever imagine it to be on this big of a stage where it is now when you first got into coaching? Well, always you hope for that. Sure. And uh, But when we first got into coaching, that's back when we wore T-shirts and, and black shorts for, for game uniforms. Yeah. And uh, that's grown over the years with the success of all the programs. And just building the program has given us a chance to go out there and play at a top elite level and also the school giving us a chance to have the facilities that we have is unbelievable. We have the best facilities in the state, bar none, and uniforms, equipment. Every, everything we have is speaking of your, you know, I love your guys' gray jerseys this year. Like that's a good look. Yeah, it's a good pinstripe like that. The girls had to dig on me a little bit for me to do that because I'm not a Yankees fan. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a good looking good looking jersey. Yeah, it's not bad, Coach. I appreciate you stopping by on Uncage. We'll have more with Coach down the line, so be sure to check our Uncage podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Racing towards the end of the month. Ask about our early pay options. <laughs> TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance.
Welcome back to the Uncage Podcast. Athletic Director Dustin Smith, Greg Spencer, now joining us. Volleyball head coach, Ian Bolin. Coach, fresh off a win with Muskogee. How the girls play last night to first start out with? Well, they played well. We uh, we had a good plan, and we we came out, and we we got after it. And they uh, they hit it at us a little bit, so we had to... We had to fight back, but it was good. It was good competition um, early on in the in the first couple of sets. They were fairly tight, and you can learn a lot about your uh, your team in those good tight matches. And uh, you know, we put it all together and took care of business. Now, this Frontier Conference, it's no cakewalk, and the season's winding down. How are the girls responding to all this with playoffs right around the corner? You know, we've we've done really well in conference play so far, and uh, I think I think we've only had the, the one loss early in the season that, in as far as conference matches go, but. Other than that, we've taken care of business just about every night that we've gone out there, and you know we've uh, we've had two tournaments, and they uh, they've uh, progressed in those. We've gotten better both times, so we're excited. We have a tournament this weekend at Owasso. It's going to be very competitive, and you know we're hoping to take one more big step forward. Um, looking good in the rankings, and uh, you know the top eight teams are going to get to host uh, regional, and we're in uh, ranked fifth right now. So we hope to you know hold that or improve on that status a little bit and push to the end. For your team, mixture of veterans, underclassmen, it's kind of a mixed bag this year, but just how are they all responding together to get this thing in the right direction? You know, they. Uh, I, I feel like the similar vision is coming together, and they're they're starting to play hard, and they're, they've, they've got direction, and, you know, we, we coach them up every chance we get, but, my gosh, they coach each other up as well, and that's, what, that's what's great about having a, a good group of seniors that uh, some of them have been there, some of them really haven't been there all that much, and that's uh, – you know, we've got a, a, just a, a great mix and the underclassmen that are in there that are contributing are so talented and, you know, we're excited to watch them progress as we go. Speaking of seniors that haven't been there until this year, I'm going to put it, put you on the spot only because she's here producing the podcast right now, but Jasmine Bell, a very integral part of AeroVision last couple of years has, has found a spot on the varsity team this year. Talk a little bit about what Jasmine brings to the team. Man, we love the energy that she brings. And that's, you know, if you've, if you've talked to her for five minutes, you, you know exactly what I'm discussing. She's, you know, her energy on the court is infectious. Uh, she, she makes big plays and she, you know, fires everyone up. And, you know, we're excited to have her and we're excited for her to, you know, make more of those big plays. I mean, she's, you know, she's come on strong and started for us the last couple of weeks and she's doing a fabulous job. Awesome. Now that this can go for the both of you, this new facility that's being built, I know both of you are, you know, looking at the clock. Is it finished? Is it finished? Just just break it all down, what it's going to mean when you guys can finally play a game in there as well as practice in that new facility. You know, it's, it's going to be, you know, one of the premier volleyball facilities in, in all of the state. I mean, it's going to rival anything that, uh, that any high school team gets to play in. So, you know, we're excited about it. We want to make sure we put a you know, a good product on the court night in and night out. And, you know, we expect to, uh, you know, go into that new facility and, and compete for championships. I mean, that's what uh, that's what our program is geared to do. And we're fired up to have a chance to get into a beautiful place like that. And, Coach, we, you and I talked this summer a little bit, and we can talk volleyball for, for days talking about mm-hmm. whether it's a 6-1 or 5-2. We can get into all that stuff. But what I want to talk about, and we talked about even at our tournament that we hosted here, is how important is serve-receive at this level, um, especially because we played Edmund Memorial, uh, defending state champions and trying to – and we had an advantage because serve-receive wasn't really good on that side of the ball or on that side of the net for them. So talk about how big serve-receive is. You know, for for us, it, it, it means an awful lot. We're not the biggest team in the state. Um, our, our hitters are, are 
very efficient. Uh, but in order for us to get into our offense and, and really make things click, we've got to we've got to have a good first touch. And that uh, that pass off the serve gets the things going in the right direction and sets the tone. And you know we've got some pretty good players back there that are that are digging those tough serves up. And you know that's been one of our kind of our high water marks this year is that. Uh, night in and night out, that's been really, really consistent for us. And, you know, our libero is a senior this year, Avery Jones. And, you know, she's been there and she's been a four-year starter for us. And, my gosh, she's so good at that. And they, uh, those other teams ought to know better than to serve it to her, but she seems to be on the receiving end of an awful lot of those. And, you know, she's got good company back there. You know, the hitters that drop back and serve-receive, they do a fine job as well. And, you know, it's, uh, it's working out real well for us. It's one, of the, it's one of the stronger parts of our game this year. Well, when- the outside hitters or the middle blockers, they, they'll get the credit sometimes. Sometimes you don't get that. It's like offensive linemen in football. You don't know that you don't notice they're there until they're not. And when you don't have back line or back row people that can dig the ball and can set up your offense, it's it's really critical to have those individuals and to have a four year starter is pretty important. Absolutely. Yeah, we're uh, we're blessed in that department. Well, Coach, I appreciate you stopping by on the Uncaged podcast to give us an update on how volleyball is going. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Life happens in a hurry. Our money experts will help you keep up. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured. Listening more closely, caring more compassionately. Welcome back to the Uncaged Podcast. I'm Dan Hawk, alongside me, Dustin Smith and Greg Spencer. Dustin, uh, you know, we kind of learned a little bit about you at the beginning of the podcast today. What do you want to see this athletic staff grow in the first year here? Like, what is your goal? Well, I've challenged them to be BA. Um, and I, in our coaches in service, we went through what BA means, and that's be accountable, be available, be authentic, um, be ascending, don't be descending. And so I, I've challenged him with a with a multitude of things, like 15 points of being BA and what I think that is because our comparison is not everybody else, it's ourselves, and we set our own standard. And so I want him to quit looking at everybody else. I want him to look at ourselves, and we set the bar, whatever that bar is. Um, and then the final thing I told him was to be great, and that's give relentless effort all the time. And I don't want them to – I mean, if they're relentless in the classroom, they're relentless as, uh, in practice, they're relentless in the games, and they're going to see great results. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want them to be great, and so I challenged them with being BA and being great. For your vision for this athletic department, when you see this new facility being grown, I mean, we, we see what it's going to host as far as facility-wise, but what else would you like to see in that new building? And it's, I think it's going to be the only place on campus where we can get everybody in – um, and everybody seated. I think that eventually when we get to that point, and uh, I mean, uh, the sky's really the limit. I mean, you don't build a facility like this just to keep it for us. Uh, we want to show that thing off, obviously, and we want to make sure that our student-athletes have the experience that's that's the best in the country, not just the best in Oklahoma, but the best in the country, and that kind of facility will be able to showcase that. Being a student-athlete, being an administrator in this new era of transfer portal, NIL, I mean, it, it's been trickled down from the college level all the way down here. How do you evaluate all that? How do you approach it, communicating with your coaches as well as your student-athletes? Well, it's ever-changing, so sometimes it's like trying to nail jello to the wall. I mean, it's just <laughs> impossible to do, and so you, you try to navigate, and whatever situation comes up, you try to just handle that situation. Um, we haven't seen a great influx of the NIL at the high school level yet. 
but that's going to come. It's coming. I mean, yeah. at some point. And if they can't get it at this, at the public school level, then you'll see them really filter down to IMGs and those academies that they can really do that kind of stuff. And um, but we're still trying to map wrap our, our arms around it here at Broken Arrow, but also in the state of Oklahoma and nationally. Uh, there, there's really no blanket approach that says this is the right way to do it because each state is set up differently. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, transfer portal is what transfer portal is at the, at the college level. And, and I, I just go back to the statement that when I, when I keep my word or when I give you my word, I'm going to keep it. And I think that's the commitment that, that kids are not having these days. You can just hey, it's not going great here. I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to try to do that somewhere else. And that's a reality of the sports world that we're in. We'd be dumb to bury our head in the sand and say that's not going to happen, but it, it's happening. And so how to navigate that, we're still trying to figure out that process as well. When you look at the facility that's being built, I know that you have plans for the future. If you're, if not, that's not how athletics works anymore. So what are some dreams or aspirations that you would have for the athletic department at building-wise or any other ideas that you kind of kept to your vest? Well, Coach King talked about it. I mean, our facilities are – are on par with everybody else in the country. Um, there are very few people, at least at our level, that have an indoor facility like we have um, that that we get to use for a multitude of sports. Our weight room that we just added on the second level of the indoor facility is um, is top notch, and it's another opportunity for kids to be able to lift and and be all in one location and still take advantage of our our sports and strength conditioning staff. Um, but obviously, I want to continue to push the envelope. I don't want to just be status. I mean, if status quo, I, I want to keep growing. Um, if you're not moving forward, then you're regressing, and I don't want to do that. I want to continue to move forward. And there's state tournaments. There's opportunities like our band brings in DCI and that big event that that happens. I mean, we want to showcase what we have, and that's my vision for what we what we have um, at Broken Arrow, I want to showcase that not just to the state, but to the world. Well, and I know, you know, we got to be careful about specifics. You don't want to give any, you know, ideas that there's going to be projects that aren't, right. but there are two potential projects that are t- attached to the upcoming bond issue, which people can vote on on November 14th. Uh, one of those is improvements to the tennis facility, which are mm-hmm. probably of all of our sports, maybe is the, the sport that needs a new facility the most. The other one, uh, goes back to the 2015-2014 bond issue, which is the swim facility that people have been talking about for years. And there, the issue or the, the the difference in this on this voting for that is uh, is to decide the location of it, right? right. So that that's still something that's in the plans. Is there anything you want to talk about the aquatic center swim facility? Yeah, you know our swim team needs a home that's yeah. theirs. Um, right now we share it with Boys and Girls Club yeah. and and. It's been a great facility for us, but our swim team deserves to have their own spot, and that's why this big this this is big uh, for them to be able to have a true home. Tennis has a home, but we want to improve what tennis yeah. has as well, um, and so um, need to add some more courts and need to have a facility for them to dress and change in that that's theirs um, and not shared with another sport. So we. Those are a couple of improvement areas, but the, but the natatorium is a big thing for, for our swim program and obviously the tennis courts. There's a reason why we're putting that in the bond just because yeah. we want to make sure that those kids are taken care of as well. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for stopping by, giving us an update on what's going on with Tiger Athletics. Be sure to check us out on AeroVision and all BA Tiger Sports as well.